Hello and uh, welcome to the Bad Movie Reviews podcast where we chat all things movie, all things movie news and whatever in between. Um, what is this, episode 14, 13? Um, hosted by myself, Ben. We've got Daniel. Pleasure. You can obviously find us on all major podcasting platforms, Spotify and, and visually on YouTube. Um, we'll, we'll jump straight into it. We obviously haven't really done a podcast in a week and a half, so there's a little bit of news. Um, nothing incredible, but... A bit to unpack, um, which some I don't know of them if I've kept up with news over the last week. Probably missing a few things. You've probably missed it. Um, this one was announced in the at the same time of the 15th anniversary of Gears of War. Um, Netflix announced that they're making a feature feature film um, Gears of War movie, and I think accompanied by like an animated TV show similar to what you've seen with like Arcane, and then they've got like a League of Legends, uh, not League of Legends, Dragon Age one coming out oh, okay. soon. Yeah, cool, um, cool. Batista. I'm, I'm Batista. He he hasn't been casted, but he released a video of him dressing up in the yeah. like uniform, being like, "I want this." The man's one. Which, to be fair. honest, like if he's done that, you kind of look like a knob if you haven't gotten the job. Yeah, like you look like a bit of a wanker. I think he's the right person for it. They're all just. I don't really think like... he's got the best acting ability. Like he's good, but I don't think. I don't think like people... all the people in Gears are just roided up, like no emotion. Kind of thing, like, good. To be fair, they could make a, a ripping movie out of it. Yeah, there's definitely like there's a lot. There's there. a lot of plot. Like, I mean, I've played all the games. I'm sure you have too. Well, actually, I know you have. Um, yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot to there's a lot to tell, and definitely a story to tell. And I think Netflix have the money to kind of. Well, they don't really. They're profit. They're running at a loss every every quarter, but they've got the money to just kind of go. Here's two hundred million. Where every other studio, are like, yeah, no, nah, not. I'd love to see this happening. both like a gore. A gory kind of aspect, kind of like what it is in the games, but I'd love to see it as like the horror undertones that it have. I hope it's not just like a yeah, pure gore fest. I hope it's really like terrifying. Could you imagine if they like have the executions and the chainsaw and the blood splatters on the screen in the movie, like the camera lens, like that kind of effect? I, I actually feel like that would kind of be sucky. It would be so shit, and that's why. Yeah. Like, I literally, <laughs> I was like, when you want, like, oh, I want the gore there, I was like, oh, that'd be that'd look really. Like maybe cool once, but if they imagine if they did it every time. I've always hated the effects on screen. Like anytime there's like blood and then it splashes onto it, or if there's like water and it hits like the puddle and then hits the, the actual camera. And sometimes it's when screen, it's I'm done like, creative, oh, sometimes when it's done creatively well, like depends on the film actually. I really like if it's yeah. trying to be really realistic. But if you've got a Gears of War film and they're just splattering blood, like those zombie films where they hit someone in the head and they spit, like, yeah, no shit yeah. Um <laughs> This one I'm actually all in for. You may not have any idea, but Bradley Cooper, who I'm a big fan of, he's he's signed on to star um, as Frank Bullard in a new Steven Spielberg movie based on the Steve McQueen character, which is like a, a spy in the, the 60s, but a Steven Spielberg-type thriller. That, you know, these kind of films have car chases and Steven Spielberg's been kind of held back a little bit at bay making films like the BFG and the Fableman, which is a story about his own life. Like Great I want a, I want... Good movie, actually. I did enjoy it, but I'm all for it. I, um, I'm i a big fan of, of Bradley Cooper as well, and I've not really seen him in any kind of like spy-type movies. No, nah, I, I think, think he's about got it. the range, though. He's really good at – I feel like he's got a well, lot of Well, he started as a comedic actor. His big first movie was like Wedding Crashes and like he yeah. was in Wedding Crashes as the douche. Quite well known for Hangover and things like that too. Yeah, and then he started going into more the um, dramatic route, which obviously paid dividends for him. He's now – a 
pretty critically acclaimed, acclaimed director and actor, but um, I'm all for it. Big yeah. fan of that, that news. This one kind of depressed me heavily, actually. Margot Robbie, um, I, we might actually have chatted about it, that it was announced in one of the podcasts, but that she's now come out. She's doing the press tour for Babylon, which I've spoken about before, and she's actually come out and said the female-led Pirates film essentially is no longer going forward, no longer happening. So I presume it might just be a money thing because Pirates films aren't cheap. Like it'd be minimum two hundred million really? at least. Yeah, God, yeah. Is I that just because of the casting though? Because the casting. No, nah, like they because they build all the boats. They build like they build all the boats um, to size, and they usually film like in Australia actually in the lot in Warner Bros. Oh, um, movie World. Sweet. I actually visited the set when my my dad used to work there back in the day. But um, fuck, I shouldn't get you know tracked down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. No, they um, yeah, they they there's a there's a massive studio and they had like the whole concrete and then they had like it go down and they just filled that up with water. But like the CGI, it's very CGI heavy as well. Obviously, like I think the, all of them have been over two hundred million budget, even the ones fifteen Wowee. years ago. Wowee! Like I think at World's End, which is the third, was the most expensive movie at the time, three hundred and fifty million dollar budget, which not much, not many films have topped that. That's I think a- Fast Fast, the new Fast movies apparently reached three hundred and fifty million dollar budget before marketing already. It's a hundred million more expensive. See some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not good news. So Pirates of the Caravan is still happening. The one, the new one they announced that Johnny Depp will be. Yeah, back it's for, just this female led one. The female led one yeah. being canned. Yeah. That's disappointing. It is disappointing because I think Margot Robbie's fantastic and I, I really like to see her play like an unhinged pirate, like I'd a ca- like a her. Captain Jack Sparrow, yeah. but a female version. Like, and I think she has that. the range. She's obviously obviously seen her as um Harley Quinn and you know, even watching the Babylon trailer, she's, you know, that coked up crazy. Like I'd, I'd love to see it, but it's a shame. <laughs> Who knows if it, it may, you know, may switch up. Um, this one's interesting. We've spoken about the Ana de Armes, um, John Wick spinoff called Ballerina, which is about the, um, obviously the organization that kind of churn out assassins, but yep. Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane have actually been um, casted in it as well. So it's a John Wick's, you know, side Spin off, spin off, but John Wick's actually in it, and Ian McShane's obviously the head of the is it the Intercontinental? Is that what it's called? Um, So he'll be in it as well, which that kind of makes sense because like you you obviously deal with deal with them, but Keanu Reeves being in a spin off movie like it's a bit weird. It is, but I like it. Like if if it's just a like cameo, sure, but it's like you wouldn't announce that he's being casted in it then because like it takes that whole like surprise surprise. I mean, you look at Bullet Train for instance, like. Really enjoyed that, and you have Channing Tatum just randomly show up, and so kind of what we're thinking is it's a spin-off series with uh, with John, John Wick as a main character. Yeah, maybe, and the love of my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. The film, like the, the thing is, they've kind of been done before, haven't they? You've got obviously Red Sparrow, which was pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, I think it's I said the that ballerina. Last time too. Yeah, yeah, you said it last time. Yeah. Um, this one I'm always keen for. I've actually just copy and paste it, but Empire Magazine, which is obviously a film magazine they've covered, they've they've done Indiana Jones 5, which has obviously been announced, but they've announced the plot of the film. So it's basically taking place in 1969 during the um, height of this kind of space war where the uh, US and the Soviet Union are basically trying to obviously get to, to, to space first, but um, they find out that many of the scientists behind the program have – um, Nazi background, so Indiana Jones is fighting all the so Nazis it, in is six. It a prequel? Well, that's oh, no, what I don't understand because Indiana Jones Five, like, I don't know when in Kingdom of the Christians, Kingdom of the Crystal Scale set. 
Because like all as well as that, obviously you've got um, in the last crew set like all of them. He yeah. fights Nazis. Which, yeah, you're right. He does. Which obviously that, that's I mean 1960, 79, uh, 1969, 1970s. Um, so it's inter- interesting. Yeah, I've always loved the movies. I feel like they're great. Crystal Scale was a bit of a shocking. Yeah. That was set fifty seven. Okay, so. Okay, it's, so it's, it's still no, going it's still on, a sequel, so. but it's set twelve years after, and Harrison Ford's nearly aged thirty years in those yeah, fifteen so years. One hundred and six now, going into his fifth movie. What it feels like. Yeah, yeah, correct. And I know we have, we've obviously spoken about this, but Mads Mikkelsen is is one of the Nazis who I'm fucking all in on because I think he's a fantastic actor, um, and he's always like menacing. But James Mangold's directing it, who um, did Logan and and Ford v Ferrari. I don't know how Which much you're I really get out of enjoyed. Forward, forward. Wow, listen. Forward. Yeah. I added the extra. You don't know how much you'll get out of Harrison Ford. Forward, forward, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, yeah. Going forward, like, oh, like you, you watched him in um, Star Wars. Uh, what was it? Force Awakens or whatever. And he, that's when he cops it, isn't it? The first movie. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, he did hate that role, and I think he did. But the really... man, the man was waddling around and could barely run. Then, and we're talking like ten years later. Like, I think you'll find it'll probably just be camera techniques. Ninety percent stunt man, and it'll just be like camera techniques, so you don't really see faces. I kind of disappointing that. though. For all I know, it could be unreal. As I said, the the director did Logan and Ford v Ferrari, which were both very good movies. So, um, and Steven Spielberg is, I think, producing it, and he's pretty much all in on it. So. Love to see. Um, I'd love to see. I'd, I'd love to Indiana see. Indiana Jones played by Brendan Fraser. What? He's, I mean, I don't know if he has quite the physique <laughs> for it anymore, but um, I'm keen to see him star in The Whale, though. Apparently he's leading for best it's actor good to race. See him. Well, I don't know what happened to him, and, uh, you know, we won't touch on now. But I think he was, I, sexu- I was sexually assaulted by a lot of people within Hollywood. He was? Yeah. Oh, wow, we. Yeah, like it's bad. And then he, um, like Hollywood Foreign Press, like he, he's actually genuinely favourite to win best actor this year. There's a film called The Whale coming out. Starring him and Sadie Sink, and it's based on a play. And apparently, he's unreal. Like one of those, you know, obnoxious like film festivals where they stood for ten minutes clapping him. He yep. started to cry, but I can't remember oh. what happened. But Golden Globes, he came out and said, like, even though I'm front runner, I'm not going. Like they treated me like shit. Blah blah blah. But yeah, some some bad stuff happened. And he's apparently the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, so look, he always seemed it like is, it. It he, is sad. He was someone I kind of like idolized when I was younger. I yeah, no, I really liked him as loved well. Loved him. Um, this one I'm all keen. I don't know if you're aware, aware of them, but Studio Ghibli, the animated um, animation studio in Japan, who've done films like How's Moving Castle, Spirit Away, Grave of the yep. Unreal Movies. Um, they're, they're collaborating with Lucasfilm on an animated project. Why not? Which I don't know if it's um, a TV changing. show, movie, but think like they're really ha- cool hand-drawn animation you get from those studios like Studio Ghibli collaborating with Lucasfilm, which will obviously be a Star Wars project because they've, yeah. they've, 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 they, um, stu- essentially it's T, like Studio Ghibli posted a Lucasfilm thing and then they posted like a Baby Yoda thing and. I like it. I'm all in. I'm yeah, all I in. Like it. The only thing that I don't like is how like Star Wars just keeps getting churned for more content. Like they, I want something serious. If this is what they're you doing. You do say I want. that though, but they actually haven't had anything coming. I mean, Andor's been out, which is actually fantastic to be fair. Andor's actually really, really good. I've um, finished it now. I don't know if you've watched more than the first like three three episodes I or so. I've watched about episode five of, yeah, five. Uh, uh, unreal. But yeah, they haven't actually brought out a film in, in Yonks. Yeah, well, that's what I want is a real film. I'm, I'm 
kind of like the the TV series stuff kind of annoys me a little bit. Andor they've done well, so I'll give Andor, Andor that, is actually the best thing I think they've brought out. And they just keep adding Since in Lucas, um, Lucas. like animated versions. Like they obviously Clone Wars has been ongoing, and then they had Bad Batch, and then uh, Bad Batch I haven't what, but Visions the um was actually really cool, which was like the samurai kind of one where it was um every episode similar to like. Um, love death and robots like every episode was a different director oh, and it was like cool. a kind of anthology thing I um, which i i really really enjoyed but i did that with mandalorian yeah which was kind of cool i didn't know that until like after when they realized that they used like nine different directors i just six different directors yeah i do i do think that it's possibly the worst fan as much as i love star wars i try and stay as far away as the fan base as possible because yeah. it's the most toxic <laughs> fan base i've ever seen um this one, this one's a little bit interesting. Bloomhouse, which are probably one of the biggest like production companies for for horror films, um, as we know, actually in mer- in talks to merger with um, yeah. James Wan's company, um, the Monster, a- the Atomic Monster, which obviously James Wan, his company most recently obviously produced all the Conjuring Annabelle movies and and most recently Mortal Kombat as well. But he's obviously quite like they haven't really produced much, but he's obviously directed like some of the Fast and the Furious movies and Aquaman. Like I think he's got you know made four billion dollars in box office with the films he's done. So he's obviously quite quite big and popular. But Bloomhouse have done everything. I think you know they've smiled like obviously all these yeah. films within the last sort of. Actually, don't know if they've done smile. I've just said that at the top of my head. But um, if it means we're getting like unique, creative kind of horrors i'm i'm all in because like malignant which is one of his films that he surprised director was really enjoyable i didn't mind smile i thought it was quite yeah unique really and, and, and good but um films like that like even uh, obviously barbarians a bit different i was um not a24 i can't remember who that was but if it means we're going to get these creative you know horrors rather than the shitty fucking you know the devil inside me or whatever those like <laughs> standard films are yeah look i'm I'm, I'm for it and I'm against it. I'm for it because I love the idea of putting all the resources together and having one giant, like, mega massive enterprise of that horror. That just do horror, yeah. And I feel like that's great. You're going to, like, deliver well, it's some- made a, It's kind of a renaissance at the moment. Like, horror's coming back. It kind of yeah, went away is, for, like, yeah. a good 10, 15 years almost. Yeah, correct. Um, it, like, it's going to be good to see all those, uh, like, everyone using all their own tools and abilities together and, like, making these great movies. The only thing I always worry about when there's big joiners is where, like, you start to lose that uniqueness and it starts to become yeah, it like, starts kind of to become uniform. a bit of an umbrella, like yeah, everything. Yeah, this is kind of ends up similar to this, maybe with a little bit directed differently, but you can see that they've kind of used this from this, and you know, the the overarching is kind of feels very similar, very uniform. No, I do know what you mean. Yeah. so That's I mean, it hasn't been about. it hasn't been finalized or, or happened. It's just in in talks at the moment, so it was a good topic of conversation. This this last piece of news before we jump into our movie reviews for the week is kind of depressing um we spoke about it a little bit yesterday but chris chris hemsworth has released a he's starring in the the limitless i think um sort of kind of docuseries on on national geographic or disney plus and they announced that he had a specific double up of a gene which means you're like eight to ten times more likely to get alzheimer's than the standard person and um so he's announced that he's taking a break from acting now who knows i don't know obviously when this is taking place he's obviously starring in um the mad max furiosa movie playing the villain which i'm super keen for but um not sure obviously when he's when that actually found out because obviously they, they filmed it a while ago but really depressing like it's not something no nah, it's it's a it's a pretty crappy sitch it's a it's a shocking like 
disease. Yeah. I mean, I've actually seen the clip and he like, you can actually genuinely see the sadness in his eyes and I wanted to make me like tear. Like, cause he, he, he basically said, you know, like if it happens, he won't remember the career he's had, the impact he's had, but won't remember his wife or kids. Like, yeah, that's kind of, and he, that, that's exactly what he said. He said, I'm going to take my time. Cause who knows what, like, you know, I, I like that. I feel like a lot of people kind of put their career or future together at, but sorry, before their family, and they think they get if they do all this now before an issue happens, like work and you know churn out content, and make lots of money, then they're actually helping their family by setting it up. But it, you help your family. More You've already like, like I think yeah, I think money wise, he's probably yeah well and truly done done that already. I think it's, but, um, um, yeah. So I guess sorry, I've paused it for two seconds because got had a barking dog, but um. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, obviously, it doesn't happen. Obviously, it's just an increased likelihood and, and I hope all's well to him um, and he gets, you know, I think you obviously need to stimulate the brain at that point, like, you know, to try and obviously increase the brain activity to yeah. reduce that chance. So um, other than that, obviously, yeah, you know, best so, wishes and, and it's obviously a shit situation and um, obviously really like him as an actor and it's a shame that. Yeah. Obviously, situation, you know, don't blame him whatsoever. But um, other than that, that's pretty much, I don't know if you wanted to touch on a little no, bit there. No, no that's all right. We'll end, we'll end on that sad note for the news and then go into the reviews. And then go into the, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, we'll take a quick um, two-second break and we'll we'll be touching on a few films this week. We've got, uh, I haven't um, actually seen it, but Daniel will be touching on the Netflix and Ola Holmes 2, uh, the sequel to the first one. I'll be touching on um, After Sun, which... I luckily saw it at a British film festival, which I don't think comes out in cinemas till Boxing Day. Um, and then we'll be also touching on a bit of an anticipated film for us, The Menu. So um, we'll take a quick break and, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll chat to you then. Izzy, so we'll, um, I don't know if you want to touch on Enola Holmes too, being that it's kind of f- fresh on your, your mind and you can obviously touch on that and then I might touch on After Sun and then we can both collaborate our, our minds in the end of the film we both saw. So maybe we'll do it that way. But yeah, what were your, what were your thoughts? I know you enjoyed the first one. I actually did too. Um, didn't think it was a phenomenal movie by all means, but I definitely enjoyed it. But what was the uh, the sequel like? Yeah, very very similar. I wouldn't say in any aspect phenomenal, but like just a great all, all-round enjoyable movie. I, I said it to you before. Like mindless fun kind of thing. It's just like something that I'm glad I watched it and I would recommend people watching it. It is... It is um, like the casting is fantastic, uh, all the audio design, and they actually base the movie on realistic events too, um, things that actually happened within you know, history and history. they've added that yeah. in there, okay. And they've added that into it and took their own, obviously, Sherlock Holmes and Ola Holmes take onto that, um, which was really great to see. And there was also a, oh, it's kind of like a half spoiler, but there was some, some throwbacks to some pretty famous Sherlock Holmes Characters Not like a Jack the Ripper and bad guys, and then like had that like involved in it too, which means that because they have that char- those characters involved, that it opens up the opportunities for a lot more too. So, I think they've set themselves up for a bunch of sequels, which could possibly happen. Yeah, if they keep doing well, they probably will just keep changing. Like I don't think it'd cost a heap money to make. I know did Henry Cavill had a more prominent role in this one. He did. Yes, yeah. yeah. He, he did, was yeah. Sam Claflin still in it? Which was like the um. The other, what was his name in um, the first one? Because I actually haven't seen, he was this guy. I actually haven't seen him in the. Uh, yeah, look, non-existent. 
Not in it? No. Nah. Because I don't know if he, like... Not at all. Um, Mercroft. No, nah, the, the guy that plays Professor Lupin in Harry Potter's in it. Remus. Yeah, Remus. Remus, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. He's in it. He's pretty predominant. Um, there's a couple of, like, uh, re-existing characters, but a lot of things were kind of really new. It was nearly like a... It had coming-of-age aspects too. Um, is I it, love a good coming of age. No, I know you do. I know you do. But it's yeah. when it's when it's well done because like that you know the, growing up is one of the biggest complexities of you know existence and especially when you are Sherlock Holmes's younger sister and living in a shadow. You know it opens up a lot of a uh, lot of plot stories there and yeah it goes over you know going through love but then also trying to be ambitious at the same time and then you know kind of cl- conflicting priorities. Um, it was a good film. It was a good film and I think I've really enjoyed that they used a. Uh, historical event to actually base their movie on too. So, yeah, yeah look, well, great so film. it's a true story then, is it? Uh, it's based on <laughs> a true story. It, it's actually based Millie, on Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown was there. The first ever female movement slash strike that was all women for only women. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. So I'm, well, I won't comment on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, um, but yeah, okay. Was, I'll give it a watch. It was good. It, it was sounds, good. yeah. Very, I, I very just read, much. sorry, Sam Claffin, who played Murcroft in the first one, didn't return for scheduling conflicts. Yeah. So um, it was a nice, um, like, woman power kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, oh, good. Just, Would recommend yeah. a watch. No, there you go. I, um, well, I haven't, I haven't obviously seen it. I'll give it a watch. But um, I'll touch on After Sun, which. Yeah, you had a lot it's to a say bit of about a, after. A movie. bit of a different movie, obviously, like, you know, not quite nearly as big. It's a very much independent movie. It's um, Charlotte Wells directs it and it's her directorial debut um, and it makes me feel absolutely shit about myself because I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> – how old is she? I'm like um, 1987, so not, not actually as young as I thought. But, um, What's that, 30, Paul, 31? 31. 34. 34. <laughs> um, yeah. Sam, um, sorry, Paul Mescal stars in it who um, is kind of making waves. He starred in the TV show Normal People, which a lot of people liked, and it, you've got Frankie Corio in it who stars as his, um, his daughter, and it's, it's kind of um, just a film about a, a father and daughter who for a ninth birthday they go to um, Turkey for a holiday, but it's, it's kind of told in a very unique way where it's an autobiographical kind of movie where they're watching you know, the video footage and then it cuts into twines with... Um, you know, they're watching back on the video footage of the holiday cuts intertwined with that. But this film absolutely fucking ruined me. I'm, I'd actually like, I dropped my friend home who I saw it with. I'm not even kidding. I genuinely bawled my eyes out in the car. Like Fair it is, um, it just kind of made me sit there and just ponder on life. And it was, it's, it's got one of the best, um, I think father daughter bond in any movie I've possibly ever seen. Like the chemistry they have is unbelievable and you believe everything. And, um, Paul Mescal is absolutely unbelievable in this, like his ability to, to kind of um, show the vulnerability in being, you know, a, a dad. And there's certain moments in this film where you just kind of sit there in silence and it's just heartbreaking and it's, um, it's something I recommend everyone to see. It's definitely very depressing. Um, but <laughs> it's, it, I think it's possibly one of the beautiful, most beautiful films I've, I've also seen. So um, I think it probably will be getting a, a spot in my top 10 at the end of the year. Um, well, it will be. Um, I'll have to move some around if, uh, if others pop up. But um, yeah. highly recommend everyone to see this. And it's um, also something I kind of sat there and I was like, it's ruined my life. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I just 
I haven't kind of stopped thinking about it since. So where we? I saw it two weeks ago. Oh, no, a week and a half last last Sunday, so a week ago now. Um, yeah, no, it's beautiful, beautiful movie. Highly recommend. Um, I don't want to say too much because like you know, obviously spoiler territories. That's why I kind of left the whole plot. Yeah, yeah, very, very open. But um, I do recommend seeing this kind of not knowing a lot. Not that it's you know a Shutter Island plot twist or anything, but it's just um, it's just something you you should experience not knowing much about. So um, highly recommend. But other than that, that's kind of all I really want to touch on because I'll probably fucking start crying. So um, <laughs> we might jump onto our next next film, which is a bit of a change up, which was uh, the menu, which. Um, is from the critically acclaimed director of Ali G in the house. Um, um, I'm not even kidding. That's actually what he directed. Um, <laughs> but it stars Nicholas Holt, who we've obviously seen as Beast in the latest X-Men films and yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy and um, Ray Fiennes. Love, um, love her. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Mylod is the, the director. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's about a young um, a young couple that they travel to this sort of exclusive island to, to eat at this luck you know luxurious restaurant that's fucking fifteen hundred dollars a head or something ridiculous and um yeah kind of just completely takes some interesting interesting turns but what were your what were your thoughts on this because i know we both were kind of looking forward to it but i don't really um obviously try and keep it as spoiler free as possible because it's a very interesting yeah film. It, it it went in a direction that i wasn't sure exactly where it was going to go um halfway through the movie i think i kind of figured out where it was going and what the outcome was going to be. Not that it was predictable at all, but it was just like I just try to do that with movies is always just try to figure it out as I go. Um, I know I say it a lot usually when I start off my review, but I did really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> it I thought the casting was great. I thought the story was great. I thought it touched on, you know, maybe it's a slight half spoiler, but I like how it touched on the way trauma affects people and the way it affects kind of everyone around you too in your immediate vicinity, whether you know them personally or not and everything else in between. And, um, yeah, look, always like a nice comeback story and had, had some aspects of that. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. It was, it was strange. It was, I, I don't know. It wasn't what I was expecting. I, well, no, I, I the knew trailers. it was going to have some, be messed up. The trailer made it seem like it was going to be this kind of like, I wasn't sure if it had like horror aspects or if it was just going to be like, okay, everyone's going to come, um, like things are going to happen. And then like in the trailers, you know, they're like we're, we're all going to die. And they're like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this film. And I think that's what I liked about it. It was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The food looked delicious. Oh, um, I loved that piss take <laughs> that they did. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go. I, I really like this film. Um, don't know what it may be. My, it's probably in my top ten at the moment, whether it is at the end of the year. I'm not too sure. I don't know if oh. you enjoyed it that much. But nah. I haven't seen sort of too many phenomenal movies. But this, I, I just really, really, really enjoyed every aspect of this, to be honest. I, I enjoyed the story. Um, I really liked how the, the actual menu and the food was very much the forefront of the movie. Mm. Um and I really liked all the creative choices. It was um, really, really well done. Like it, it kind of really hones in on the performances of the actors. It, it's 99% of the time takes place in one room, which is the, the restaurant basically. And when you've got a film like that, that really kind of um, 
takes place in obviously that that kind of situation. You really need everyone to bring their A game, and everyone did. Nicholas Holt, I think, is extremely underrated and really, really liked him. Um, hated him, but liked him. If that makes sense, yeah. like it, it's um, you know, he's a fuckwit, but um, <laughs> um, and your Taylor Joy, we obviously expect that from her. Like she's really, really good. Um, really, really good in this film. But I think the perfect casting comes down to Ray Fiennes. Like he's very good in this film, and he's he's got one of those like. And I think it really it just top of that, like tip my hat to the casting, like he really suits that role well because it's like almost like he's like a gentle person but something's just completely menacing about him at the same time. Like he's – it's like he seems like he'd be the nicest guy but his eyes just pierce your whole fucking soul and like that's – um, and he plays it really well. But, I, I yeah, oh, 100%, I, I actually tend to agree. I did not know where it was going and – um. It wasn't like there was really any like major plot twists or anything. It was just the way the story unraveled about um, obviously it's talk about like, you know, society and art and things like that. I really liked it's sort of deeper meaning into that whole situation. And um, I, yeah, I, um, other than that, I don't know why on IMDb it says horror for it's, it's not really a horror. It's definitely a thriller and a comment. And that's one thing actually I will give it. It's, I thought it was really funny too. Yeah, you definitely laughed. I um no, I re- I thought it was that really clever and funny, and that's why I really enjoy like black comedies if done well. Top my hat because to to have sort of bleak humor is something really difficult to do, and to like make it fit into the tone of the movie and and kind of further along the plot in a way that it doesn't, you know, neglect or or um kind of insulted in a, in a way, but. No, I thought this was a great movie. I'll admit, I've, I'll probably recommend it to everyone. To be fair, apart from maybe my, you know, grandparents, because they'll probably think it's about food for the first forty-five minutes, and then all of a sudden, bang, <laughs> you know, bang, literally. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, and it won't touch her much more. But no, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good week for film. Then we've obviously I've recommended one of the my favorite films of all time in After Sun. Mm. Uh, this oh, I really Anola didn't make this, the old time. Right? This, this, this I, the menu I really enjoyed, and it sounds like Anola Holmes was a good time. But um, other than that, that's kind of probably all we really have to touch on this week. Next week will probably be a, a bit longer. There's a few films. It's a busier week. We we were lucky enough to see the menu early, which I think that comes out next week. But we'll be um, seeing Bones of Bones and All tomorrow, which is the Timothy Chalamet one, which I'm really excited for. And then we've got um, Knives Out two. Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro one, the stop motion and uh, the Disney animated film Strange World. So there's a bit going on. I should watch Kubo. A kind of um, Kubo on the Two Strings. Yeah, I haven't seen one it. One of my favourite. one of one of the favourite. It is unfucking believable Holy shit, I did not know you've not seen <laughs> I it. I have not seen um, it. I, I actually cried in that film. At least I don't think I've seen it. She no, you'd know if you. You'd know if you. And there's like an ape and stuff. Yeah, there's a monkey, I'm, I'm monkey, and, a, monkey and a cricket. It. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Other than that, that's that's kind of all we'll have to touch on um, this week. So we'll we'll catch you next week with a, a bit a bit more to kind of obviously yeah mainly um, four four big films. So it'll be a uh, interesting one. But other than that, we'll um, we'll sort of finish it off there. And you can obviously catch us on all, all podcasting platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, visually on YouTube. Um, probably do more things like trailer reactions as well when when um, things come out. But other than that, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, everyone.